Of course. Okay. It's Zarek from Real Chiropractic Dynamics, and I'm here today with a, a boss lady, <laughs> a boss chiropractor. We're here in Willow Chiropractic, and uh, we're just wrapping up an MLS seminar. And Destiny here is doing her first MLS seminar, and you're pushing your comfort zone a bit. How's it going for you? Well, I have to say, 25 years in practice. Oh, are you not going to hold it for me? No, 20 not for the whole time. 20 <laughs> now you've strengthened it. 25 years in practice, and I have to say, I have to unlearn an awful lot of stuff. So um, it's going to be a lot easier for me, and I think it's you know, one of the reasons why I've done it is that now that I'm more of a, a vitalistic chiropractor, I've realized that I actually want to be a chiropractor for as long as I possibly can. When I was mechanistic, I was kind of ready to give up and didn't really care, but now I'm really training hard to hone techniques and make sure I don't in, down, you know, injure myself, or, um, and that I'm giving the best adjustment I possibly can. Well, fair, fair play to you, because you have your way, you have your technique, and you're learning something else, whereas I know plenty of other chiropractors and they're, they're stuck in their way, and maybe they're, they're decent enough, but I'm, I'm, I beg them to come, I beg them, like, come, just come and do this seminar once or twice and see what it's about, and they're like, no, 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 I already have my way, like, it's gonna screw it up, and you're out of your comfort zone doing this now, it feels, it feels out of comfort now, but five years from now, you're going to be running circles around these guys because they weren't wanting to leave their comfort zone, you know. I think it's really, really easy when you've been doing the same thing for 25 years and it's technically working for you, um, that why would you want to change it and why would you want to do anything different? But um, as Danny was saying, that many professions, um, kind of throughout the decades, they have improved and improved. So surgical procedures have improved, dentistry has improved, even proctology has improved, which I think is probably a godsend for most people. Mm -hmm. um, but chiropractic has not, and it's our own fault for being stuck in the comfort zones, thinking that what we were taught at college is the, you know, the only way. Um, and a lot of us are hurting ourselves and other people um, and I feel like that needs to change, that it's an art form and we kind of need to keep mastering that art and uh, don't get lazy. <laughs> well, there's plenty of people that are just stuck in their comfort zone and it's it's the ego that won't mm -hmm. let them come and be vulnerable and like, okay, I've never done this before. So th this seminar in particular, I've, this is my 12th, right? At some point, I'd like to learn Gonstead. So once I graduate, get some money together, I'm going to start going to some Gonstead seminars because it interests me. When I go to those seminars, there's probably going to be people there that have been practicing it for years, or maybe they were, they went to one of the American schools where the, there's a big guns dead culture, and I'm going to be there feeling like a fool, like an idiot. But then five years later, after that, okay, well now you've 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 mastered some more some more techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, but the reason I wanted to get Destiny on here is you've a really really interesting story. You know, Destiny, she's she's one of our our favorite people on the the Cairo Europe uh, circuit because as she said she was she was very mechanistic you you weren't enjoying practice at all uh, the patients probably weren't enjoying it as much you know destiny's like that the the rags to riches story <laughs> you know like a like a like a drug or a, or a heroin addict who decides that they're going to recover and they leave the streets and then become a multi-millionaire like that that's the magnitude of her uh, success story <laughs> so please tell us a little bit about your uh, your journey and the outcomes you've got from that 
Okay. I just want to go back a little bit to the MLS and ego and things. Um, really tricky for me, knowing that I've been in practice for 25 years and this guy hasn't even started practice and he's coming to uh, bloody well tell me what to do and show me um, things. So I had to really park that and know that this is my first time of doing things. I know stuff that he doesn't, so I just had to remember that and kind of open myself up and open my heart space to learning um, things because I'm actually here to learn so um, and I can't stop learning and when I was mechanistic that was a big problem for me because it seemed like there was nothing else to learn I qualified from the ACC in 1995 so 25 years ago I was two years old yeah are we allowed to like middle finger? Oh, of course, right? I encourage it. I encourage mm -hmm. middle fingers. You can give it to the camera. Mm -hmm. but I just mm -hmm. I'll be giving it to you a lot, I think, anyway. So uh, I have obviously um, underpants that are older than Zarek. But so I, you know, it was a, a really a journey for me. I, you know, the ACC is now even more mechanistic than ever. The the philosophy, subluxation was just a historical kind of thing. I think we watched a video for that was about 20 minutes. Um, of we need to drop that word. Oh, quackery, quackery. subluxation, subluxation. And then, then maybe, then maybe, maybe the medical profession will accept us. Yeah, maybe then yeah. we can be real doctors, and mm -hmm. we would just get rid of mm -hmm. that dirty F word. Yeah, no, no I don't think um, that's ever going to happen, regardless of what language we use, really. Um, and I think it, that's our own. Anyway, shush. Sorry. <laughs> so you know I was on this journey and I, and I loved it in the beginning and I loved college and I didn't understand that this was a problem and I you know and I didn't understand that 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 I you know I I didn't really know I hadn't been adjusted until my first year of, of college anyway so I kind of didn't really get it I knew I wanted to be a chiropractor from when I was a kid um, so my whole life was geared up to that um, and then what I was taught in college seemed to be what was chiropractic. So that's what I did. And all my peer group did it. The BCA did it. Everybody, you know, and that was what I knew. But I just constantly felt like there was something missing. And I thought maybe because I'm in this kind of more medical mechanic. No, I didn't even know the word mechanics then. But, you know, this more sort of medical model type of doing things that I needed to express my creativity and my spirituality in, in some other way. So I started doing lots of other creative things and it still wasn't it. And, you know, then I got married and that wasn't it. Then had some kids, that wasn't it. Um, and so I stumbled onto NLP and hypnosis and that was it because they decide, you know, they we talk about a collective consciousness. We talk about that there's a divine purpose. There's a divine something that's bigger than us. We're, we're a collective consciousness. We are connected in intangible ways. We have the power to heal ourselves without the need for drugs or surgery. Um, our mind, you know, we can, we can channel healing. So this was my thing. And I thought, wow, this is, I, this is what I get and this is what I resonate with. So a process of about five years, I started studying a lot of psychoneuroimmunology um, and I got well into it and I was going to close my chiropractic practice because I really felt, and this might sound a little bit snotty, but I really felt like I was a manual laborer when I was in there. And, you know, we had massage therapists and I was massaging things when I and I felt like I was this manual laborer and we had a massage therapist and we had an acupuncturist. Yet I was doing all of those things, too. I was rubbing calves. I was rubbing E45 in people's buttocks. Not as romantic as it sounds. Um, 45 minute appointments. 45. And sometimes I'd have to make double appointments because I'd be talking, you know, I can talk. 
and sometimes we're taught I was taught I was becoming a counselor as well marriage wow. guidance counselor we were chatting about all kinds of things oh well, my husband said this and yours said that yeah. and I'm not and I'm I don't seem it but I am an introvert so by the end of the day I was so exhausted from this human interaction Are you like an extroverted introvert yeah I'm a kind same? of a half and halfer mm-hmm. so I'm a bit of a weirdo mm-hmm. one of these ones that are a bit conflicted and confused that's why we resonate it's the same wavelength yes yeah. yes yeah and we'd probably respect each other when it's time to shut up but yeah. maybe yeah. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> so um you know so that as much as I loved it in some ways I could not cope with it and I was exhausted and I was getting sick so I was chronic fatigued my adrenals were screwed Anyway, I decided I was going to close my chiropractic doors and be a psychoneuroimmunologist. And what what changed from I'm going to I'm leaving the profession to okay, finally I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to decide that there's something else in vitalistic chiropractic. So you you discovered that and you've been on that journey and then you're at the point where you are now where you're focusing more on uh preserving your body technique. Are you able to sustain this for a long period of time because a lot of the guys you you mentioned the school that you went to they graduate they have the same standard that they had as a fifth year student whenever they've been out for 15 years you know so they they adjust like trash i mean i i i say that in a in a loving way the the most wonderful uh loving beautiful trash that you could possibly see is how these guys are sometimes adjusting if they do not keep progressing so w- when was the shift for you well, I, th- I think it was the Syntropy boys that said, you know, you don't have 30 years experience if you've done the same thing every single day. You have one day's experience th- for 30 years kind of thing. So that really resonated with me because mm-hmm. that's where I felt like I was. But like you've put me forward a bit. I've got sort of s- other things to say. Europe, say. Well, yeah. So can I say that bit or not? All yeah, right. Okay. Yeah. So once I'd cl- I was going to close my chiropractic doors, I was going to... Um, <laughs> uh, going to be a hypnotist and then my friend Ray texted me and said you got to go to this seminar it's chiropractic it's amazing blah 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 and I said I don't think so I don't do that anymore I believe in there's something bigger and amazing and all this I don't want to just like do this boring stuff and he said well it's in Barcelona um, so if you don't like it you've got three days in Barcelona on the business so I said okay cool and then I started looking into it and it's all about this high volume, whack and smack and money grabbing, you know, entrepreneurial, putting, you know, the wool over people's eyes and it's all about the money. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to change my mind, you old wanker. Yeah, Can yeah, I say yeah. that? Shout and out so, to Mark Hudson. <laughs> I love you, Mark. Uh, you so, <laughs> yeah. so I sat in the audience in the front going, right, change my mind because it ain't going to happen. You're not going to change my mind. And I had my arms crossed, my legs crossed, and I was giving Mark Hudson the stink eye, which is difficult because he's like more stinky eye than anyone in the world, isn't he? So, <laughs> so, uh, and I was like, yeah. And he started talking about uh, a source energy and an innate intelligence Whoa. and a connection. It sounds and, familiar. And that we can heal ourselves as long as, you know, we don't need help. We just don't need interference and all this. And I was like, whoa. And so the penny just dropped then and everything was brought together. And I, you know, and I went through this whole roller coaster of emotions. First, I was just elated because I'd found this thing. Um, And uh, then I was really mad at my peer group and the last 20 years of my career. But, 
you know, I've come, I've come to peace with that now that that was part of the journey and that's okay. Um, and then at the first couple of years, I started working really hard on the philosophy and, um, and changing my mindset about my capabilities, my belief in myself, belief in chiropractic, the old hierarchy. Uh, what, what do you mean well, looking at your philosophy? What, what does that entail? Well, my philosophy before was kind of, okay, you have a fixation here and a pain I'm gonna here. I'm going to crack it. And I'm going to jump on that because it's, you know, this is a bad thing. Mm. Oh, this is evil. This like fixation here. And, you know, it's like a bit like the cancer cell. We've got to fight that with all the, you know, vigor and like, mm. that's the war on mm. cancer. It was the same sort of thing. I've got this war on this pain. And your body's and this war, dumb. Yeah. And mm. your body can't do it. So I have to mm. do it for I'm you. I'm the one saving you. Yeah. I do the healing. I, yes, yes. I do the saving and I'm going to do everything in my power. So... You know, I'm going to massage and I'm going to beat, you know, beat the shit out of this thing. And you're going to walk out of my practice feeling like you've been 10 rounds with Mike Tyson and, you know, probably haven't really started healing or anything. So I, once I started working on um, knowing that this is actually a loving game, it isn't a fight. It's more of a nurturing um and it you know and i have to put turn that to myself because i was the same with myself mm. you know for a long time oh you're crap at this and oh you're fat and all this and all that and you know and to be able to do that to yourself you know love yourself you can't really love your patients as well so that was a really long journey well, for only, me only someone who is healed can help heal others yeah. whereas if you're stuck in your head and you're having these negative thoughts that's going to transmit to your adjusting Absolutely. and another good point that you touched on there People don't realize adjusting can be very easy. Mm. Running a practice can be fun, but believe <laughs> it or not, I know uh, I'm in, a great in, time. in my vast years of uh, experience mm. in practice, you know, I'm the authority uh, to tell you this, but you can have fun. Some of these mm. guys are, uh, they, they, I think they'll adjust until the day they die. Mm. They don't, they don't want to retire. Mm. That's one of the things that actually made me want to be a chiropractor is I, I spoke to Paul Pringle. Mm -hmm. He's one of the oldest chiropractors in Northern Ireland and he, he tried to retire. He's like, yeah, I retired when I was 50 or something and he lasted like six months mm -hmm. and then it, it drove him crazy. And mm -hmm. he, he, and he said like, he'll be in the adjustment room until he dies, you know, and the actual art as well, doing the adjustment can be easy if you find the right people and find the right mentors and, seek out this information and see how you can preserve your body and give the best possible care to your patients so yeah your, your people your clients, my people not, not patients. patients people and i think the retirement thing you know when i was mechanistic the we i was thinking right I don't think I can do this past the age of 55 anyway. I just don't think I can carry on doing these, you know, and I wasn't earning any money. And so, you know, I was seeing one person in 45 minutes and I had the overheads and I had this, it wasn't fun. Mm. And it, you know, and, and I would I would see probably six or seven people a day. Wow. And, and that would feel like a busy day because I'd been, you know, I can talk and I've been just like, whoa, 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 the whole time. Energy. And then, yeah, and then trying to, you know, and people were coming in in crisis all the time because I would say, don't come back unless you got pain again. Oh, you wow. know, I know, how bad is that? <laughs> don't, don't hurt me, anybody. <laughs> but she's um, the recovering drug addict. Recovery. <laughs> so I'd say, okay, well, see how you go. And, you know, if it starts to bother you again, come back. And so, you know, be, these people would then have years with no adjustments or whatever. And then they come back in crisis where they've blown a 
do or if you say those sort of things and or you know and they're antalgic and they're like oh and you know and with true gcc mm. style as well you're making them do all these like okay bend to the right bend yeah. to the left and they're like oh <laughs> so so i was doing this and it was like felt wrong and uh, so then they'd come in and i'd spend 45 minutes trying to you know put out the fire and like all right i'm gonna yeah, i have it's to your create job now to fix that it's my paying you to fix that problem exactly and they want it done like that yeah and if you don't do it like that then oh, ch shit. chiropractic didn't work yeah. for me yeah she shit she didn't fix that it's rubbish mm. so yeah so it, it felt it was depressing because you never really felt like you'd achieved anything and you mm. never really felt like any you know it was only when they didn't come back that you think oh well they must be better then mm. like how that's just mm, that's like a medical that's like a gp isn't right. it really in a way and and so, um, and you know, hats off to the GPs. They probably don't get an awful lot of um, <laughs> a lot. We know of... you're all watching. <laughs> no, but you're I think that's a real tricky channel. job. Again, they're sort of like between a rock and a hard place, and mm. nobody comes back and goes, "Oh, you know, that statin you gave me, I just feel so much better mm. now." So you know, and it's made a change to my life and I how I interact with my children, and I know you know. So I feel kind of sorry. And uh, tell us bit. about your practice now. Okay. So what's your typical day? Okay, so um, my typical day, I have an open plan practice now. I've been. Oh, I've you're been just in it for the money. <laughs> I am. I'm just like a, you know, I pull the wool over people. I brainwash people and it's a cult. It's a cult. It's a it cult. is a cult. <laughs> it we is say a cult. it as a joke. Yeah, it is a cult. It is a bit. And I don't mind. Mm. I love my cult. So um, I have an open plan practice now and uh, I walk in and I, before I walk in, I leave all my shit at the door, like anything that's happened in the traffic or anything that's happened in at home or any shit that's going on there. I have a little plant pot that all of that goes in there. Uh, I send to my heart space before I walk in just to make sure the energy is there and I teach my um, uh, CA to do that too. Uh, and then uh, I go in and I kind of do a few sort of visualizations, but I have four tables, I have a CA, and I basically see about seven people in 15 minutes, depending on how it's going and what the flow is like. I've got kids running around the place, we've got music, I've got a projector, with, and I basically am having a little mini party every single day. And I walk out feeling like I could do that all over again. And I kind of lose track of time. I get to the, you know, my last patient there. And I, and I look up at my CA. It's like, oh, is that it? And she's like, yeah, that's it. And because I'm only doing three hours at a time, because you really can't do much more than that because yeah. you can't for your focus, then, um, you know, you've got time to go and do whatever else you want as well and work on the practice rather than in the practice. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So that was, that was all from basically being in the Cara Europe uh cult yeah group squad yeah uh seminar schedule um and following the instructions of mark and lynn yes. and then so that's more practice management getting very secure in yourself that's the number one Zarek. fixing what what you have going on it's up all here about self yes first. fixing that don't so that... move on to number two or three until you've done that okay that was hard that, that was makes the sense. hardest bit so the Hudson hierarchy starts with the self, then chiropractic, and, and then you've you got like, like people. Like people. So there's the first three: self, chiropractic, people, mm -hmm. and those. The if you don't like people, which was I think a, a more recent sort of discovery that we're believing in ourselves and we're believing in chiropractic, but we don't believe people are good in general. But right. so um, I do. I believe people are good. So, but I did not believe in myself at all okay. I had a real kind of major um, issues about that I was not the chosen one 
um, that I did not have what it took, that I had no capabilities. So we did a lot, a lot of, I did, I worked with Mark and Lynn for about three years. We did a lot of work on mm. that. And um, now I'm a badass. I'm like Wonder, you, I'm yeah. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I never knew you when you were in this other paradigm. So I, I've only ever known you as Destiny the Badass. Mm. So that's why it's surprising for me speaking to you now and, and hearing about all this. Mm. Um, so now you're at the point with your, with your technique. Tell us a little bit more about that just to wrap up. Okay, so I was working a lot on myself and my belief in myself and capabilities. And I think that's always a constant journey anyway. So don't think for a minute that I'm like, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm a, yeah. Um, And then the next would be chiropractic. And I actually at one point believed that "Mm, I'm not so sure about chiropractic, actually, until I started kind of the vitalistic route um and communications and people so when i started working on all of that and i felt like that was starting to get settled and i'm starting to adjust more and more people so it went from seven to now i'm seeing probably more like 40 a day 50 a day i'm still only 18 months in but um that's impressive that you um, still have that thank you months in if i'm 18 months out of school and seeing 50 people a day people would think yeah it's amazing i'm quite i i still beat myself up i should be saying 100 no. a day and i should be blah, 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 and i don't know i've got to save the planet mm. <laughs> so um but it's a constant um work and you know i'm actually coaching with Stu now oh, and wow. yeah and Stu, Stu Stu's like uh, uh are we there yet yeah mm. so you're exactly where you need to be right now so Again, I've come to terms with that. So once I'd got all of that down and I started adjusting all these people, my adjustments did get a lot better. Because if you're only adjusting six or seven people mm-hmm. a day, yeah. that is not a lot of practice and it's just crap. Coming to you. Yeah. And, you know, my adjustments, I will admit, are, were rubbish. And because I did that for 25 years or 20 years. And then when I started adjusting more people and I knew I had to get more, I had to get faster but also uh, I couldn't do the same crappy adjustments I was doing just faster. It didn't work like that. I had to hone my techniques um, and start um, focusing in on really what was going on and not just cracking some bones. So that's the journey I'm on now. I've done some syntropy and now I'm on MLS and this is just a whole different ball game after 25 years of just going, right, I've got to bulldoze that joint. Mm. Even though I felt like in the last five years, I've done it in a very loving, mm. very conscientious heart space. Okay. Um, and really talking to the, my innate, talking to their innate, I still haven't had, I haven't got that subtlety of the mm. technique. So that's what I'm working on now. Well, <laughs> we're delighted to have you here and, uh, and in the seminar. And thank you for coming and you know taking the time out of your lunch break to come and, and speak to me. And hopefully this inspires someone. If someone's watching or someone's listening and maybe they resonate with the way you were before and they're just stuck in that, that comfort zone and maybe the ego's telling them, like, I don't want to go to that seminar. I don't want to try something new. I don't want to make myself vulnerable. I don't want some arsehole fourth-year student who thinks he's God's gift t- telling me which way to hold someone's head like does he not know that i've been 15 years in practice what would you say to that person destiny i would just say dude ego down and open up your heart and just learn because you are you owe it to yourself you owe it to chiropractic um you it's an art and it's okay after 25 years to be told 
this there's something better and it's okay and you've still got you know I've got another at least 25 years at least ahead of me mm. so um, I want that next half to be the best it can be and actually the fourth year student is really handsome and charming and lovely so I don't mind him telling me what to do anytime that's Leo she's talking about Leo <laughs> Leo Humbert from Effect the French guy yes yeah. yeah, shout out to Leo alright Destiny thank you very much for sharing your story and for sure I'm going to get you back on this uh, podcast video show YouTube thing uh, once again and next time we'll have a couple of um, jars beforehand awesome alright not that we need it thank, thank you, you for coming well, thank you for having me my darling Thank <laughs> you.